Hello, everyone. My name is Kina Newell. I'm a financial coach and I work with professional women and solopreneurs to create new possibilities with their money. If you are tuning in right now, you are joining me for Money Files. So welcome. So today I'm actually sharing a bonus episode with you. I did a five-day Where Are They Now series in my Facebook community, and I interviewed clients that have worked with me in the past year. Well, you know I love a good client story, and the stories were too good not to pull the audio to share with you here. So some of the audio may be perfectly imperfect, but that is also how budgeting can be, perfectly imperfect, but it doesn't matter because it's about the story and the transformation. And I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it and just enjoy hearing what is it really like to change your relationship with money and how can you start to shift your own financial behavior. So today you are going to hear from my client, Maggie, who is on episode eight of my Money File series. So enjoy. All right, guys. Hi. Thank you for joining us. If you could hear Maggie and I, we were playing around with tech. Yeah, I feel like this is a sign of my age. Uh, (laughs) So thank you, Maggie, for joining us. For those of you who are just now tuning in, my name's Kina, and I am a financial coach with Wealth Over Now. And so this is our first conversation with my Where Are They Now series. And Maggie and I, if you listen to The Money Files, Maggie and I actually know each other from from life. (laughs) But we were roommates in Teach for America when we did training. We experienced Christmas in July together. And then in 2019, we, I feel like we're reconnected to talk about finances as well. But um, Maggie, two very important topics. Yes. (laughs) If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Maggie Lorenz. I like Kina said, we, we met um, by doing Teach for America together, but life took us different places and um, re- reconnected again in the last year um, about finances. I'm telling you things you've already heard. Uh, I am a consultant Accenture. I enjoy my job. I'm in that the last, the last year up until then. I was in nonprofit management with Teach for America, teacher training, et cetera. Um, I live in Covington, Kentucky. I have a nice life with three kitties and my partner here in my home and uh, uh, two nephews and a niece who I enjoy spending time with. And um, yeah, so that's a bit about me. Well, thank you. See, we all know that every, like people that get help with their finances, they're normal. They have cats and <laughs> nieces, yes. nephews and partners. Well, <laughs> Three's a lot of cats, so I don't know if that makes me normal. The third one, I feel like, is a bit more fair, though, because I did get it in quarantine, and I feel like all bets are off. Like, in a pandemic, you can get things, and they'd be less weird, because what else What else are you going to do? So. Noted. I won't. Uh, yeah, noted. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to start from the beginning. I know we said where they are now. Where are you now? But Maggie's actually right at her year celebration of us working together. And I'm calling it a celebration because I think it's celebratory. Uh, But tell us where you started a year ago. I actually looked, Maggie, and we had, I like wanted to know the timeline. So we had a discovery call in July of last year. And then we officially started working together. I think it was like we had our first call on November 9th of 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just a year. Yeah. So. Uh, last year, I think the back, the back, back, back story here is I 
have never had a very like clear financial trajectory and I always was just a little discom like uncomfortable with money. But what peaked last year is I had multiple years just was like, I need to pay off. I had credit. I always had some credit card debt. There may have been a few odd years where I'd paid it off with like my tax return and then like had a few free six months and then like got back into it. But that was always something that I just had. And I'd kind of gotten comfortable enough with it where for a couple of years, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay off credit card and not do that anymore this year. And so I'd pay it off and be done or want to pay it off and be done. And then last year I got to the middle of the year about July and I was checking in on, you know, what did I say my intentions were? How did I want to spend my year? Where am I at? And I was doing well in some things, but then I looked at the credit card debt and I'm like, oh, it's like a lot more than it was at the beginning of the year than it was last year. And you know, you just at some point have to reckon with yourself that like, oh, me wanting it to be different isn't enough. Like, so whatever it is that I am or am not doing is not going to get me there. And I needed help and I I needed to do something different. And so that's where, you know, knowing Kina had seen sort of what was going on. I was like, I think that might be a good fit for me. So I, we had a little connect. Um, and I, rem- I remember it was over the phone. I was out running and a bridge was closed and I couldn't get back home. And I texted Kino. I was like, I am going to be really late for this because I can't figure out how to cross this river. Again. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. It was like, crap, I'm going to be late for our first meeting. I'm like irresponsible with money. And then I'm irresponsible at being on time. I can't even plan a run. <laughs> yeah, we had our first connect. And I think, you know, it's interesting thinking about like July to it was it was November before we actually started working on it. And, you know, there was things that I wanted to like get in place. I was like, I need to get ready to start working on this, which in retrospect, I think now is just me like feeling nervous about doing something. Can you, can you tell me like, cause I hear this, like I need to get things in order and get things in place. Yeah. What did you need to get in place? <laughs> There was some low hanging fruit around like I know one of the things that I did do is I was like I need a zero balance transfer and like I wanted to just go ahead and like get that like there was a couple things that I knew like I'd read enough on the internet to figure out like there are some things that I can do or even of the, I think I'd been on I'd read your posts uh-huh. for a while so I already had learned some stuff which maybe others on this have as well but like I knew I needed to do that. I was also switching jobs. And so I was a bit uncomfortable about like setting plans in a current state where I didn't know what that future state would look like. And so I was like, let me just get that together, whatever together meant. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever that meant. Let me get to the new normal and then we'll plan, uh, which I think I would have like then the holidays made me nervous but I think at that point it was like no we're doing this we're just gonna do it now so which was good yeah (laughs) and I feel like so many people can probably relate to that because I hear it all the time where people like just like let me get to this place let me do this whether it's like let me just buy this last thing before I think people have a misconception that I'm going to tell them that they can't buy anything um ever again (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, probably, but mostly because, well, for me, it's sort of like, 
I shouldn't be buying things. And so surely my coach is going to tell me I shouldn't be buying things. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I shouldn't be buying things. One of the, or just to like kind of scroll back so people know, how much credit card debt were you in when we started working together? I think once I made the transfer, I was actually at around like 16000 mm-hmm. After After the transfer and the percentage they put, like, you know how when you transfer, yep. they charge you a percentage? Mm-hmm. It, it, that after that, I was at like 16, I think. And how much credit card debt do you have right now? Uh, zero dollars. <laughs> so tell us how yeah. you got there. Yeah. It, well, it was just a lot of intentionality. So I think when I think about what I was doing before, it was always sort of like, let me just pay it. There was a moment of several years prior where I talked about this, where I paid it all off and I was at zero, but then I started this new model of my finances where it's like, I'm going to use the credit card, get the benefits of a Southwest credit card. Mm. I'm going to get these flyer points so I can fly, you know, to places because I like visiting people and, and I'll just pay it off every month. Like I made a good enough salary, like for a very long time outside of since I'd been teaching I was making good enough money where like as a single person, you should be, I felt like I should be fine. And so I was putting, but then it kept escalating. So it was like, Oh, a little bit extra this month, a little bit extra this month. And so then I wasn't paying it off and then it just compounds. And then I bought a house and I was like, well, this is a once in a lifetime purchase. I need to get these things. And I'll just put it on the credit card. Um, and I even was at a point where I had savings, but I didn't want to use the savings to pay off the credit card. Cause I also had, like a deep fear of not having any cash sitting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to hoard, hoard that, which maybe that's okay. But like, that was sort of my mentality. And so, you know, how I got to where I'm at now really came from, I, I mean, a lot of planning that you helped me set up. I think there's the planning piece that feels like if you were to look at it in effect minus all the emotion, minus all the bad habits, minus all this, you're like, it's a spreadsheet. Like I should be able to figure that out. And like, theoretically, I knew a budget, like it is, it's a, <laughs> like numbers in a cell. Like it's not that abstract, but there's so much that went with it. And I think having a plan and even hearing somebody say, just because you have debt doesn't mean you need to stop thinking about everything else that you should buy, I think was the big thing that got me to where I'm at now. Because, you know, that's how I always thought about it was, if I have extra money, I shouldn't be going out to breakfast, I shouldn't be buying this nice cheese at the grocery store, I shouldn't buy, you know, a new pair of shoes, or whatever that thing is. Everyone I'm sure has their thing. I shouldn't be doing that. I should just be putting towards this. But the reality of it is that I wasn't stopping doing, like I was never actually stopping doing those things. And so by having a plan to say, here are the things that I know I'm going to spend money on, um, or I might want to spend money on, and it be a realistic representation of how I spend my life. Mm-hmm. And with that realistic representation, how much am I going to use to pay off credit card debt? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the end. It wasn't about, I mean, even though like once you do the math, you're like, oh, I'll pay it off by February of 20, whatever. Like that's nice. But it really wasn't about the end goal as much as the progress that would get you there, which is very different than I think we think about other areas, or at least I think about other areas in my life where I'm like, 
where do I want to be next year in January? Mm -hmm. I want to be out of credit card debt. So if I need to be out of credit card next year in January, I need to pay this much to meet that goal. And I think that is what was killing me every time. And this, this was very different. It was sort of like, no, how am I going to live my life and let me incorporate this goal of paying off debt, specifically the credit card debt in there. And, and I think that was really a switch in how I was thinking about things. Because mm-hmm. I remember when we talked about paying off your credit card debt, you were like, you were making significant payments towards the debt. But I think to the point that you're speaking to, it's like, we weren't, before we started working together, you weren't accounting for the other areas of your life that you enjoyed. Like you wanted to take trips. You wanted to, like, you told me like, I think I might need a new roof soon. Right. Or, um, we talked about like, because you own a home, there was yard work and everything. And you guys Mm -hmm. that are watching right now, you're seeing how much I rolled my eyes as well, because apparently I have to look up to find (laughs) words. Um, (laughs) Right. So like all those things I, I think were happening for you, but we got to like, name those pieces in your spending plan. So it's kind of what I think about, like, there's this, like, almost like a tug of war in between, like, can I like be who I desire to be, but then also be who, like, what an adult supposed to do, just like save money and pay down debt, you know? So I, I feel like the spending plan allowed you to visualize those things that you wanted that were both like, Hey, this is just adulting. And these are the things that are going to allow me to feel like I get to enjoy the life that I like work really hard for. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting about, I just thought this as you were saying it is somehow adulting, adulting doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not having fun, Mm -hmm. that I'm not enjoying my life or the fruits of my labor, or that I'm not able to give money when I want to give money, Mm -hmm. like as a donation, you know, that's, that is not, the opposite of adulting. I think the adulting part is like, I'm honest about like how I want to spend my life. And I plan for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like that's where, you know, I'd always and I think we talked about this uh, quite a bit of just of like, it always just for at a certain point in my life, I accepted the fact that I'm not good with money. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to like, learn not to be anxious about it, or I needed to like just sit with that shame of like by by the nature of being who I am I'm just not good with money and I'm not going to beat myself up over it and that's like I'll just like figure out a way to like navigate that and I think that's not actually fair Mm -hmm. or true you know and I can be who I am and also manage my body in a way that is setting me up for the stuff that I really want. So one of the things I asked people to do yesterday was to do like a brain dump of all of the thoughts that come to mind when they think about their finances and they think about like their relationship with money. Um, And I think you're speaking to a point that a lot of people can relate to, which is I just must be like bad at money or bad with money. And what, yeah, what is your like, new mindset when it comes to your finances? I think it's, it feels less about who I like, who I am with money. And I'm going to maybe get there in a long way in answering (laughs) your question, but but as normal, um, I feel, I felt a lot of shame about like money in general and 
it was like, so I didn't want to think about it. And so it wasn't a thing that I want to do. And if I were to say like how I experience it today is I do monthly, like sit down and I go through uh, my spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, here's where I am this month. And I did some math to say like, this is how much it grew from last month or it shrunk and can just reflect on it. And I, I say that to say, it doesn't feel weighty anymore. It just feels like it's just something that I do every month. It doesn't feel like care. It doesn't feel like my character is wrapped up in mm. my financial situation. Mm -hmm. I don't, I still make choices with money where I'm like, well, that was probably not like in the plan. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the shame about it. I'm just like, okay, well, I need to go figure out what this means for my plan mm -hmm. and make a different choice. Mm -hmm. And that, I think will get me so much further every day, probably in any section of your life than saying I failed at the plan. The plan is bust. I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the very difference between where I was and where I am now is like mm -hmm. before it was like, I can't screw this up mm -hmm. and I screwed it up. So I just suck at this. And now it's like, I just need to go rework things and it just doesn't feel as emotional as it felt before. Mm -hmm. How did coaching help you like make that, get to that clarity for yourself? Uh, I think they're at the, at the most immediate sense. I remember when we started coaching, feeling in meetings, I like there was a lot happening for me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that you could put like very directive things in front of me mm -hmm. helped me not get stuck in the emotional part. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have been hard to recreate. And again, I for years been trying to make things better. I'm a competent person. I'm confident and I'm competent. Like I'm good at <laughs> stuff, you know, um, but this I just keep thinking at and and, and not doing, not meeting the goals that I want. And that sucks. Like that really sucks. So it was really hard to sit with those emotions and go through things where I feel like this all makes sense. Why can't I figure this out? But having somebody who's able to be like, okay, you can sit with your emotions and we're still going to make progress. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have a coach that like, that would have not happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the best, the best budget I've gotten not, but I'm not like not a budget, but the best intention I had with organizing where money was coming in and out was literally a sticky note that maybe every six months I would go and write out what's all the money coming out. <laughs> I'd go check my bank account, make sure I had that money in there before I decided if I was going to make a purchase and then go back to it. And I think that's probably because that's emotionally all I could like process in the moment to like make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was the quickest way for me to get in and out of my bank account and make a decision. And by having a coach, someone was able to almost tolerate the emotional stuff <laughs> and get me to a better, a better context where, you know, I still was having feelings and I still like, you know, you still are like, what am I going to do with this? There was a moment after I paid off the credit card debt um, in the last month where I'm like, oh no, am I going to go back to like mm -hmm. being terrible? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, no, I got, I got the tools here and I'm a bit stronger at this. So we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that most immediate sense was getting over me, at least getting me over at least that hump of, I can get to a better plan and I can look at my bank account for more than 
three minutes. And I, I even remember when we were in coaching, you're like, how much is this? And I was like, it's about $85. <laughs> and you're like, no, but how much? And I'm like, well, it's like 85 something. And you're like, tell me how much it is. And I just couldn't even, like, I didn't want to get to the details of it. But it was like, it's so like that matters because math matters. Like all of the dollars and rounding is not going to work when you're trying to do a good plan. But had I not had a coach, and I don't know what that looks like for somebody else, but if I not had a coach, that would, it would have been hard to make the difference up. Not because I'm not smart, but just because like there was a lot to already be working through with that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like that you're like, investing in a coach has nothing to do with your competence as a person. Uh, And I think that that's great that you're underscoring that. And for me, I see clients get results sooner than they would on their own. Like if you're listening to Maggie and if you listen to her money files episode, she's like, I got into credit card debt because I got a free t-shirt in college, right? And and I know Which for is myself, not a symbol of my competence, but <laughs> yeah. But right, like there was something appealing about it where people you think like, ooh, this is what I need. Um, and then you just like like you're saying, like you've said, it's like you just get in this cycle and you don't know how to get yourself out of that cycle. You said something earlier in terms of like, okay, so you've paid off the credit card debt. And we've heard you say that you've paid off credit card debt before, like with tax refunds, which I know other people can relate to because I've done it myself. Um, right. And like, I paid off mine. That's a great strategy. Yeah. Moment. <laughs> and then, but yeah, like, how are you feeling about, what are you thinking about that? Like, how are you keeping yourself from going back in debt? Like, what does that really look like? Right. Cause in, th- in theory, it sounds great. Yeah, it does. Um, so I think a couple of things, uh, well, there's two things and it gets sort of back to a coach because I do feel like when I, once I got to that point, I was like, let me try to figure this out. I, by having even just the tools, like to say, like, I kind of went back and rewent through like, what do we do when we did this? What do we do? You know, I was able to go back and think about some of those things. So just even like, I'm sure you did this for all of your clients, but you get like spreadsheets and things that are really catered to, I would imagine, whatever the needs that your client has. But for me, it was really like, what is my overall like financial landscape? What are the rolling bills? Which that is always something that just boggles my mind of how to manage that. I feel like that was a lot easier than I thought it would be to just plan for those. <laughs> and and then a monthly spending plan. And the other thing that was weird is I was always against having like savings accounts because I would touch, I was, didn't trust myself to not just pull it right out. Mm-hmm. And so as I think towards the end of our intensive month, I was like, okay, I'm going to have these different plans. I actually have four different savings accounts now and two checking accounts, um, which I would have thought was frivolous and ridiculous before, but it's, it's fun. And I opened up three of them since I paid off my credit card debt, because for me, that's how I'm feeling excited. And, you know, you can even title your thing. You can title your savings accounts, however you want. So I've got like travel queen savings account. I've got my hot wheel savings account, which is I'll need a new car at some point. And then my raise the roof savings account, which is I need to get this roof up. So that's going to happen. So that uh, like, that's what I did is I went back and I said, okay, it's been a year. Where am I? Where's everything at? And 
I've got this X amount of money that I had been allotting to credit cards that thank goodness no longer is being wasted, which is was pretty cool and could make decisions about where it went. And having the allotted space to say, this is that, I'm, I don't want to take money out of my roof account because mm-hmm. I know that I want and need that roof. I don't want to take money out of the car savings account because, well, when, depends if I ever drive again. I've just been <laughs> staying at home, but at some point I will need a new car, and I don't want that to come out of my other savings. Like I don't want to come that that to come out of investments or things like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just have some, you know, money there ready for it. So, and those are really weird decisions for me to say that I made because I don't. I would have never trusted myself to sit with that type of structure mm-hmm. a year ago, but I feel really excited about it now. And part of me is needing to be excited about something for it to stick. And I'm like, this is, this is good. Like this will work. And then part of it is like, okay, I'm going to, I do have student loan debt. So I like, what percent of that do I want to go to student loan mm-hmm. and, and making choices about like, do I invest money? Do I save it? Do I pay off the student loans and how to do that? I think it's, I feel like I have an ecosystem that I understand Mm. at this point and there's not space for credit card debt in it. Like I, I, there's just not like, if I, if I were to have to go back to that, I wouldn't have to, and that's the thing. I don't feel like I have to go back to that. I thought about the fact that I need a car. And one of the things that I'm, I think you put out really well, Kina, which is super important is Christmas is not an emergency. Yes. That was a newsflash for me last year. (laughs) And it's really nice going into a holiday season and saying, oh, I saved money for this. Let me pull that back out. Mm -hmm. Let me not hoard all of that over there. This is exactly what that was for. Mm -hmm. And I don't. And I can have more fun buying Christmas gifts because I already planned for it. And there's no guilt. So, yeah, no. And I don't feel stressed about it. I think really what you're talking about here is that the reason you're not going to go back into credit card debt is because you're planning for the things. Like one of the things I love to talk to people about and look at when we're looking at their credit cards is like, why are you in credit card debt? Right. And so if it's, is it because you had a flat tire? Is it because you wanted to go get Lululemon tights, whatever it is? So we need to create space for those things. And so if you've created space for those things, then you can, like you said, I can go like pull from this Christmas bucket or, you know, I can shuffle money around and I can be, I can be intentional with what I'm doing versus like, "Mm, I'll figure out how to pay for it next year. Um, or, you know, I'll pay for this for seven years or whatever that kind of looks like. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it's funny because even, I know I'm going to want to go on trips, but it's funny even when you bring up Lululemon types, like (laughs) part of the fun, I don't have Lululemon types, but I have plenty of things that you could insert into Lululemon types. Um, I just did buy a Holly Dolly Christmas sweatshirt that I certainly didn't have in my money spending. <laughs> um, so you could put that in there, but it's like, those are, I guess if this, I would say one thing to people who are in uh, maybe similar mind frames as me or where you're at, uh, you know, where, wherever they are is like, that is okay to buy X thing 
you just want to know, you want to like take care of yourself. Like what impact is that going to have on you? And when I was in that credit card space, it was just sort of like, screw it. I don't have any money anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to put it on the credit card where it's now like, no, I bought that. And so that's coming out of, you know, my haircuts that I'm not getting right now. Mm-hmm. So or that's coming out of this space. And, you know, I do feel like I have the tools to monthly go in and say, I did spend this money on something. What's that coming out of? And I'm going to be super excited when I get my sweatshirt. So <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be all the adult things. I think it's that stuff too. It's like, that's happening. Yeah. And you know, you've, I think it's like, you know, that you've taken care of the other things so you can do that and like rest assured this is like going to be a complete shift in gears because um, we talked about earlier that you were like getting a new job um, when we first started working together. And one of the things that I knew and you knew with like taking on this new job is you were going to be making more money. You didn't want to Mm -hmm. blow that money. Right. But can you speak to, I want to see what you have to say about that. Why is like achieving like the financial results, whatever goals someone might have, why is it not about earning more money? Well, making more money always is nice. Like that's Mm going to help. But prior to me making this switch into this new job where I knew I was going to make more money, if you even looked at the five years prior, I was making significantly more the fifth year Mm -hmm. than I was the first. Mm -hmm. My debt still was increasing. So I think, you know, well, it doesn't make it easier. And that's what I think about is like, does making more money increases the speed at which I can like pay off the credit card debt. Mm -hmm. But that sort of wasn't the point. Once you get like, it feels like the point at the beginning, but that I don't think was the lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have gotten the credit card debt had I been thinking about the money Mm -hmm. differently from the front end. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have matter how much I made more of over those previous five years, I was still getting more debt. So like, it wasn't matching up, like making more money wasn't matching up with, that's just my problem. Mm -hmm. My problem is I don't have enough money. The problem was I wasn't organizing it and making strategic like decisions with it. I wasn't realistic about how I was spending my time and my life with money. And I think the other thing that I'm avoiding wanting to say, because I think it's where shame came and still comes for me is like, I was living outside of my means. And I think that we go there a lot. Really, I went there a lot with like, oh, I just live above my means. Mm. And yeah, like maybe, yeah, sure. I like, yes. But I don't think that for me, given the shame and the feelings that I had about it, it just made me feel like a person of bad character and like bad. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, well, what's what? what is making you live above your means isn't like you're this greedy, like superficial person. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the case. It's that I, I don't prepare for like what is coming down the line mm-hmm. and I can prepare for what's coming down the line. And, you know, I'm living above my means because I feel bad about where things are at and don't think it's ever going to get better because I'm just bad with money. So let me just, Buy the Lululemon <laughs> pants or the Dolly holiday with your credit card. Right. Let, let me just put it on the credit card because what I only have one life, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think I'm not going to say it's not nice 
it doesn't, it makes it easier to make more money, mm-hmm. but it's not the problem. It's not the, if, if I would say if I thought just making more money would have made the difference, it like it was not going to make, like that would have not made the difference because mm-hmm. I already had been in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out there because I feel like that's one of the blocks. I mean, we both taught in St. Louis public schools. And I want to say right. we probably made the same, like $33,000 a year, which, yeah, yeah, it's great. No um, <laughs> that is funny, but it's not a lot. Not a lot. 22 and $75,000 worth of student loan debt is what I had. But right. it was like the, the habits. I always tell people, regardless of how much money you make, it's like the habits that are going to follow you. And lifestyle creep is real. Like I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's just something that we think that we need. So, yeah. um, okay. I got two final questions and unless you have okay. anything, I'm going to let you like definitely have the word last word. So what's one action that listeners can take today that you would give to them? I'm just stop judging yourself about wherever you're at financially. And like, I think that is the action. Like it's like, it's okay, you know, and everything will be okay. Like it is just money and money can serve you. You don't need to serve like the money in your account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that can get better if you want it to, like whenever you decide or whatever, like that can get better and it can get worse. And it most likely I think <laughs> will just automatically get worse unless you're deciding to do something to make it better. But, but also it's like, okay. Yeah. Like you can be okay. I like it. I think that's a great action and one that yeah. everybody can take. Okay. What is one takeaway you want listeners to have from hearing your story? Don't wait. And want, I think don't wait to try to make things better until something else is different. Cause I think had I had the opportunity to even kick the ball down the field, I would have said, let's wait till after Christmas. Let's wait till this. And don't do that because it's just so much easier if you just get started today. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, I'll compare, I'll compare it to another vice I used to have, smoking. You can always quit tomorrow, but you could just quit today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the same thing with maybe, like, choosing a different financial path. Like, you could wait, but it'll just get worse. Like, um, and that's okay. Decide what you're going to decide. Just know that you also can, like, make a different decision now. Because had I made a different decision four years ago, like, I think about how much progress I've been able to make. That would be so much cooler to see like where that, where that money would be differently now than it would, than it is. Yeah. Profound thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that I told you I was going to ask you that I didn't or anything that that you're like, Ooh, I need to tell the world this. Um, No, I think that, well, the only other thing I'll say is it was about, the question about actions, but I think this is related and it is helpful is I, I think it's helpful to just know how you build habits and what you like. And like, I like being able to see my progress. I like being really impulsive. So like being able to plan for like a degree of impulsivity was probably helpful for me to have the success that I've been able to have. Mm -hmm. And I think like knowing yourself really helps coming into it. And knowing yourself isn't enough to get out of the credit card debt, which is, I think, also, like, or reach my financial goals. Like, I knew who I was, but it wasn't translating to a better financial strategy. Mm-hmm. So I do think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know who you are. You're Enneagram 7. 
I, I learned that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell the whole truth. One last thing, because I feel like you talked about this on the Money Files episode or you texted me, I can't remember, but you said that like you, now you have savings and you never thought that you would like ever have money just set aside and saved. That feels really good. I never did. And I don't even think when we set plans, I was like, I want a three month savings. Mm -hmm. Like I want this three months emergency fund, but I have one. And I think it was sort of, you know, the way that that was structured, it didn't happen by accident is I always would hide money from myself because I didn't trust myself. So I would hide it in this account I couldn't get to. And so we kept that in the budget as like emergency fund, but I never mentally thought it about that. But then once I started realizing I was saving money and actually saving it for other things, I was like, that is an emergency fund. That feels really good. Like if something happens, I have backup and I like that. So that was really nice. It was a good, a good like mental shift. Okay. Yeah. Monica has a question. How was the first 10 to 15 days of creating a new habit? I would say it was really stressful. Like I felt <laughs> like I was failing a lot. Yeah. Like constantly. I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't write this down. I didn't write this down. I want to go in and, and I don't write currently write that down, but it, I think as in all things, when you try something new, you want to like follow the right way to do it. Um, before you break the rules. And so I think that's where I was at. And that was really stressful because a lot of the activities felt like they brought up a lot of that emotion. Mm. But it was also helpful to have a coach because it wasn't just like, oh, Keena gave me these rules and now she was like, peace out. Uh, we could talk about it and you could be like, it's okay. Like, I'm sure it, in some very kind way, you probably like calmed me down. <laughs> I'm just feeling a mess about how things were, but yeah, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't, I mean, I don't, I don't think any changes. So. Yeah, I think, and I probably told you, like I told most people, especially in this process is like in the beginning, I'm like, you're going to feel like you're standing in front of a fire hydrant. It's okay. I promise I have like towels to dry you off and I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> and Maggie and I, we just worked together for a month. So she was able yeah. to, like, I think one of the things that people think about is like, what can a month really do for me? And here Maggie is, you know, in this whole, where are they now theme? Like a year later, mm -hmm. she's paid off the credit card debt that she tried to pay off time and time again. So congrats, Maggie. Absolutely. I'm excited Thank for you. you. <laughs> I feel, I feel excited and I appreciate you being excited for me. Yeah. I, I love all your wins. I love getting text messages, emails, whatever it may be. It's cool because I know that this just creates like a different trajectory for you. Like you said, like, dang, if, you know, I had started four years ago, but like you did start. And so now like, what does that look like? Yeah, it definitely feels different. You know, as much as it's like probably some subtle things that can just change the ripple effect of those subtle changes matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel that daily. Mm -hmm. Ellen asked, what are the, what are you most proud of at this point in the process? Currently, I'm most proud of having a plan for what's now and having intention about the forward path. Cause I think going in, I knew very vividly that I wanted to pay off credit card debt. Um, and now that that is gone, I have a plan that continues to include paying off student loan debt, but also continues to pursue 
other realities that I want in life as well. And I feel really proud of that. Like, it feels like I have, I do understand. It, it helps me notice that something did change. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you. So thanks so much. I, I think if anyone is on the fence about thinking about getting coaching, then you probably just should get coaching. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's different. And I had, you know, I did have like, well, should I just take that money and put it towards the debt? And it's like, no, there is not a second I would recommend that Mm -hmm. because it is about the long term. And if that were the case, the tax, the the tax write-off thing would work or the tax refund would work. Like if that were just a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kina. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. I just love it that you made it to the end of this episode of Money Files. I hope some part of today's story resonated with you and showed you the power of coaching. Today, I'm inviting you to take the first step and book a one-to-one call with me. We'll discuss what you're hoping to achieve with your money, where you need support, and how I can help you reach your financial goals faster than you ever could alone. Go to www.wealthovernow.com and book a call. Once again, my name is Kina and thank you again for joining me. Also, stay tuned for the next episode.